this is Bartolome Siwa uh, uh, coming to you uh, this moment discussing the subject of healing and uh, health and uh, trying to address some of the probably uh, at the time of this recording the nations of the world are grieved with uh, fear in uh, the fight against a, a new virus called COVID-19 or a coronavirus at the time of this uh, recording. I'm praying that Father God you would help us to bring uh, enlightenment, wisdom, revelation from your word Father on the subject of, of healing and what you stand for my God. I pray for your word which is true to minister to my brother, my sister hearing the sound of my voice at this time. Amen. So <clears throat> as a departure point, you know, people ask sometimes, uh, being a pastor myself, you know, you know, why do bad things happen to good people? And uh, it is a very difficult topic to answer fully. Uh, you know, why do bad things happen in the world or in the life of a person? Uh, the general thinking sometimes is that when something happens it's because you have caused it and uh, you know you deserve something or it's a punishment or you know God is you know <clears throat> using that to teach you something. I want to come from a different departure to say the reason for poverty, uh, sickness, disease, uh, pain, uh, discomforts and all the ills that are in the society today are because of the fallen nature of men, the sin of men. When the first men sinned, you know, the Bible talks of, um, you know, that uh, through the disobedience of one man, the book of Romans about the disobedience of one man, then death came, you know, but also through the obedience of one man, you know, and those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness who reign through one man, Jesus Christ. So the disobedience part of the first men of Adam and Eve in the book of Genesis, uh, when they eat and when they ate the forbidden tree, and then they, you know, they gave theirs, they ceded their power and their authority to the devil, uh, and empowered the devil to become the god of this world, gave rise to evil and sickness and disease. In short, we know that in Genesis 3, verse 24, that the Bible talks of God, you know, he um, he drove men out and he placed on the east side of the garden of Eden the cherubim and the flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. So God actually removed Adam and Eve from his uh, from the you know from from the garden of Eden from his presence literally to go out and begin to work and to you know to work the ground and to get you know sustenance from there. He was no longer in the first part of communication that he had in the creation. Now we know that uh, as believers that through the passage of time, I don't have time to go through all the scriptures on this recording, but I just want to give a summary of events here. We know that God began to make a plan of restoring man back to himself. And he began to uh, prepare the coming of the Messiah over time. And we know in the New Testament that uh, the Bible goes on to say the book of John chapter uh, 1 that in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then verse 14 says and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So we know that Jesus Christ became the word of God that became flesh. And he came to this world 
to become a ransom for many, to become, you know, the appropriation of our sins, not only of our sins, only but the sins of the whole world. So Jesus Christ is our is the one who has come to redeem us by his blood and has come to pay for the penalty of death for us. So we see that uh, God had a plan uh, you know, around the redemption of men and he was not is not caught off guard about the events of today, even the things that are we are affected by at this hour in the time of my recording here. God actually spoke in advance of the healing that would come upon believers about the salvation and what would happen and then how he's going to take away disease and sickness from earth uh, before the second coming of his son. Just a scripture to point us. In Isaiah 53, uh, there's a, the writer, the prophet Isaiah is writing from verse number one. He's saying, Who has believed our message? To whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a, a root out of dry ground, he has no, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his presence that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind, a man of suffering, a familiar with, and familiar with pain, like the one who, who people hide their faces. He was despised and held him in low esteem. This is the NIV version I'm reading. So we see here, uh, the writer, the prophet Isaiah, writing about a man, about our Messiah, actually, about Jesus Christ. But you know what? Who has believed our report? You know, like a tender shoot out of dry ground, like a root out of dry ground, he, he comes up. He, but there's no beauty in our Lord Jesus Christ. There's nothing that attracts us to him, even in his appearance. Uh, you know, that we should, but that he is actually despised and rejected by men. And people, you know, held him low esteem. But something was happening during this process, even when he went to the cross at Calvary. In verse number 4, Isaiah 53, verse number 4, the Bible goes on to say, Surely he took our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we consider him punished by God, stricken and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions, and he was crushed for our iniquities. And the punishment that brought upon us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. All of, we all like sheep had gone away, each has turned away to his own way, and the Lord laid on him the iniquity of us all. But the Bible goes on to say he was oppressed and afflicted, yet did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before the shearers is silent, he did not open his mouth. He, this is talking about even the crucifixion, the way he died, the way he gave himself as a ransom for many, that he was, you know, just like a lamb, just like sheep. You know, you know himself just like a, you know just like a, a, a sheep before its shearers he is silent does not open his mouth so that's like the lamb of god that took away our infirmity brothers and sisters we are seeing here that jesus is our answer he is our response to disease and to all infirmities of the world and this was already pre-written before his coming and manifestation and we know even when he arrived on the scene when he began his ministry, I'm going to focus a bit because of the time we have on this recording. Uh, in the book of, of Luke chapter number 4, we want to see here uh, what the Bible talks about in terms of, uh, you know, Jesus. Uh, after, you know, the Bible talks of him, verse number 4, chapter 4, verse 1, that Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost returned from Jordan 
and he was led in the wilderness, uh, being uh, 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days he did eat nothing. And when he had ended afterward, he was hungry. And we know how he was tempted by the devil. But uh, the Bible goes on to say that uh, in Luke 4, uh, that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee. And they went out of a fame of him throughout the region about him. And he taught in their synagogues and being glorified by all. So we see Jesus Christ began his ministry after 40 days of, of, of fast prayer and 40 days of fasting and prayer and retaining the power of the Holy Ghost uh, in the book of Luke chapter number 4. We see that also that uh, he came to Nazareth verse number 16 where he had been brought up and this was his custom. He went to the synagogue and on the Sabbath day and stood up to read and he was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And he opened the book and found the place where it was written. Verse number 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the liberty of them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book and gave it again to that minister and sat down. And the eyes of all of who were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say to them, This is this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Wow. This was powerful, my brother, my sister. This man, you know, is fulfilling scripture in front of all the you know the Pharisees of the day, the believers of the day, you know, the Sadducees and the and the Pharisees that were there, and he's saying this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Remember, this way, you know, years and years, hundreds of years, you know, when this was written. But he's saying, you know what, I'm the one who has come to fulfill the scripture. And the all eyes were looking at him. And they were, you know, astonished about this reading. Uh, they even began to question that, you know what, but we know, we know this guy, you know, uh, is he not Joseph's son? You know, you know, you know, we, do, we know this young man, he grew up here. So there was a conflict there that was happening. But brothers and sisters... I want us to understand that the Spirit of the Lord was upon our Lord Jesus Christ to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the, to the blind and they that are bruised and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. We know uh, that he began his work. He began to do mighty things and he began to uh, heal many and to perform miracles uh, from this time on. And we know uh, that uh, on the same chapter, just dwelling on Luke chapter number four, uh, that he, the Bible goes on to tell us uh, that uh, when the sun was setting, verse number 40, uh, Luke 4, verse 40, when the sun was setting, all, that, all they that had sickness and diverse kinds of diseases were brought unto him, and he laid hands on every one of them and healed them. Even the devils came out of many crying out, saying, You are Christ, the Son of God. And rebuking them, he suffered them not to speak, for they knew he was Christ. And uh, the Bible says, When it was day, he departed and went to a desert place. And people sought him and came and stayed with him, and that he should not depart uh, from them. But he says, I must preach the kingdom of God to other cities, for therefore, for, for therefore I was sent. And he preached in the synagogues of Galilee. 
So we see Jesus Christ beginning his ministry and he began to uh, you know, to, to cause, to heal the sick, uh, to perform miracles uh, when he began his ministry. And we know he began to touch many and you know those were oppressed of the devil. We, we, we received you know their, their restoration, their healing. And the scripture indeed was being fulfilled. So we see here such powerful beginning of ministry from our Lord Jesus Christ. So, brothers and sisters, this healing is available for us. It was ushered in by our Lord Jesus Christ from his earthly ministry on earth and after his death and resurrection on earth. And we know that, you know, his last commandment uh, before he left, you know, the, the, you know the, his disciples. I'm going to look in the book of Mark, uh, you know, chapter number 16, just to exhort you and to encourage you. Uh, for, from the book of Mark. These are the last words of Jesus Christ before he left the earth. And the Bible says in Mark 16, uh, I think verse 16 again, um, verse 15 rather, the Bible says, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes may be baptized, but he that believes not shall be uh, condemned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall you know, take up serpents. If they drink deadly thing, you shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Wow. So we see here, before even his departure, in his own words, what he began to do in his beginning of his ministry and what he left out before he departed, Jesus is still consistent. He is still the same yesterday, today, and forever. And healing belongs to the children of God. So, my brother, my sister, where did this sickness come from? Like I said, why do bad things happen to good people? And why does sickness come to the world? I want to tell you that, as I said, that because of sin, you know, all the problems of the world came into, into being. And we know that the consequences of sin uh, the, you know, disease is one of them and poverty and all these things that are among us the social ills we have got today and you find that we live in a fallen world where we've got the enemy, the devil who comes to steal, to kill and to destroy and to rob us of, our, of life and joy and peace and we know that it is not the plan of God. The plan of God is that we, you know, we desire, desire that we have got good health, even as our soul prospers. It is the desire of God that we have got life and we have got life in abundance. It's not the desire of God to teach us something with sickness. God uses his word to correct us, you know, to rebuke us, to, re to correct us and to mold us in training in righteousness. So God is not using even this virus to teach us something. Brothers and sisters, there are already many diseases already before coronavirus. So sometimes it's like we wake up and there's a problem which seems too insurmountable in our day and age. But I want to tell you something. Disease has already been here before. We have other viruses just like corona. Uh, you know, this, this, this just magnified our day and time because it was not known by man. It was not the cure and the how to resolve it has not been known until this hour of recording. So people take it as if also if it's not people don't know how to deal with it, then maybe God is working something through this. My brother and my sister. I want to speak authoritatively and tell you that, you know, God never changes. If he made a provision for healing for all diseases, surely he also covers any other disease which will come in any other time. 
So the provision is there already. Jesus paid it all for every sickness. Okay, you can ask me, what about the source? Who brought it? Some say, uh, you know, the disease of the day, it was brought by God. Some say it came from, you know, uh, it is human men, men made. Whatever the source, whatever their plan, my, 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 my position or my, you know, my, my heart and my, my, my faith is that, you know what? No matter the source, we know God is not the author of confusion. He's not the author of disease. He is not the author of fear. Fear should not reign in our hearts. No matter how the world is responding, no matter how Christians are responding, I want to tell you, let's go back to the word of God. What does God say about healing? What does God say the promise of healing about our lives? Are we together? That's my desire. That's my heart to that we should be able to, to, to stand upon. So healing is children's bread. You know, the Bible talks of a Canaanite woman uh, who came to Jesus and, uh, you know, she, her daughter was vexed with the devil and Jesus be, remained quiet and she was crying out and calling for him to help him. And the Bible says, uh, you know, the, then the disciples say to him, uh, you know, you know, let's send her away for she bothers us, for she's crying out to us. And the Bible says, uh, in the first place, he was quiet. But uh, Jesus said to her, it's not good to take children's bread and give it to dogs. Wow, what a statement. What a statement. But I like what she responded. The Bible says, uh, the woman said, you know what, Jesus, even the dogs, uh, they eat the crumbs that fall on the master's table. Wow, what a response. And this is Matthew 15, uh, you know, uh, verse from verse about, uh, about verse 26, when Jesus replied that it's not right to take, you know, children's bread and toss it to the dogs. And the, the, the Bible says, she says, even the crumbs that fall, the woman says even the crumbs that fall from the master's table, you know, uh, you know, the dogs can eat. And the Bible says, great is your faith, woman. And your daughter was healed that very moment, that very hour. So we see that healing is actually children's bread from the word of God. I want to tell you at this hour that there's bread for us. Healing is available for us through the word of God, through the work that Jesus began to do. And he has never changed in the same way. He's still healing cancers, healing HIV AIDS and any other disease of the day. Uh, arthritis, even raised people from the dead. No matter the situation, I want to tell you that no matter even if it's coronavirus, no matter the fearfulness that people have got it, Jesus paid for it and he made a provision for it. The only way we can see its power, the power of the word of God, is to start to believe it and begin to exercise it and to stand upon it and begin to declare the word of God in any situation of corona. Maybe you're hearing my voice, my, my, my message at this hour, you actually have got symptoms of corona. I want to tell you that it's not over until it's over. There is healing available for you. You can claim your portion of healing from the scriptures and the word of God in that coronavirus has to vanquish and live your life. It is a defeated fool. It's a disease that like any other disease. And you know the author of disease and sickness is the devil and never God. So we want to, I want to encourage you to continue to stand in your faith and know that God is our healer. He is a great physician available for healing for us. There's no need to fear. There's just need to rejoice and say this was overcome by Jesus Christ on the cross. So no matter its name, I want to speak to this name of, of Corona and any other virus that shall be discovered or any other sickness that shall come whether by men or by the devil or whoever sends it, I want to tell you that God is the healer. 
some say no god is using this god has sent this to punish us so you know then we are hey, well we are hopeless so if the same god who gave us healing is bringing disaster again it means he's inconsistent god never is never inconsistent he's very consistent with his plans and his purposes healing is belongs to us and the disease is under our feet maybe you're not born again maybe you don't know jesus this is the right time to actually respond and to allow god to come into your life allow jesus to be the lord and savior of your life so that we can begin to partake of the promise available to us in the in the, in the area of healing in the book of psalm uh, 103 uh, you can also read it the bible talks of you know bless the lord all my soul and all that within me bless his holy name and forget not none of his benefits and he goes on to list some of his benefits he says he, he, he forgives all of my iniquities and he heals all of my diseases so every disease god heals all of our diseases he doesn't say ah cancer maybe not corona maybe not but headaches and stomach pains no 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 it's all of our diseases no matter no matter the name no matter how it's described no matter the media no matter how presidents and nations are, are running a scatter about this disease i want to tell you that it's a defeated fool jesus paid for it all on the cross and that has never changed it is still the same yesterday today and forever so that's my response people are asking what about this what are we going to do you know what about the lockdowns what about me uh, people are fearful running for their life we don't have to be fearful about disease we need, of course i'm not saying be you know be, be careless don't 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 i'm not saying don't use wisdom and you know taking care of yourself exercising all the precautions you are given around this disease but i'm telling you it's a disease it still remains a disease it's not a god it has been defeated already with Calvary by our Lord Jesus Christ. What we must be able to do is to stand and speak healing upon our families and speak life upon us. So this is from me to you, just an encouragement as I close out this message to say healing is our portion. Last scripture in the book of Acts, Peter was exhorting the, the brethren that he was preaching to, uh, talking that God is not, is not a, a respect of anyone. He was preaching to the Gentiles. And the Bible talks of him, that you know what, in Acts 10 verse 38, that the Bible goes on to say, uh, just open it for you. Uh, Acts 10 verse 38, in the Bible says, uh, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with the power, and he went about doing good. <laughs> healing all that your praise of the devil for god was with him wow thank god for the healing and can i tell you something the healing never stopped with jesus it still continues today in the bible goes on to say uh you know uh in in, in, the, in the book of luke 10 that behold i've given you power i've given you authority over all over all the works of the devil so we actually been he has transferred the authority to the believer as well. So we are not, we are not supposed to actually to walk fearfully, but we are supposed to actually exercise the authority that has been given by our Lord Jesus Christ. So my brother, my sister, if you are hearing this recording, I am encouraging you that if you are a child of God, we have got access and authority to stand upon the word of God. In Luke 10 verse 19, the Bible says, Behold, I have given you power to trade upon scorpions upon serpents upon all over the power of the enemy and nothing by any means shall hurt you 
Wow. So Jesus Christ is assuring the believers. He was sending the men, you know, two by two to go out there and to preach the gospel. And they came back rejoicing because they, they saw the devil falling like lightning. So my brother, my sister, this coronavirus is supposed to fall like lightning around out of your house, out of your life. If you just stand and believe the word of God. So uh, let me pray as we close out this recording for today. I want to speak more about the subject of healing. This is the first part of the series. I'll, I'll, I'll do another clip around this so that we just continue to encourage one another. So Father, I pray for my brother, my sister, hearing the sound of my voice. Even some who are actually afraid, you know, uh, fearful about the coronavirus, fearful about sickness, not just coronavirus, but any other disease for that matter. My Father, I thank you that you made a provision. Jesus, you became the payment for our sins. Not only for our sins only, but the sins of the whole world. Father, I thank you for healing to anyone who is hearing this sound of my voice. Any family, any brother, any child, someone in the hospital, someone who is not well in the house, someone who is in self-quarantine, someone who is you know, hiding without people to look after, someone who is well, just have got a phone hearing this message, someone who is in need of something. My Father, I'm praying that may your anointing, may your power see them through my God. May healing touch them at this hour. May they understand that, Father, healing belongs to us. It's for us. So thank you, Master. We receive and we bless you your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.